So, Ruthann, today's episode is brought to you by National Carriers out of the Dallas area. The ones with the pretty, pretty blue Kenworth. They have very nice trucks. Yes, they do. They're looking for lease purchase drivers, and they'll take on a few student drivers. 888-311-7076. Tell them Toxiedale sent you over. Ruthann, today we've got a lot to talk about, but you know, I was thinking about... Um, as we were getting ready to do this, I seen a video the other day. Okay. And this video was, it was titled driver claims he had a front wheel, a front tire blowout. Okay. Like what the steering, is that the steering wheel then? The steering The, the tire? steer tire. Yeah. Okay. They're saying this, his steer tire, I, he got in, he basically he got into an accident and he took out two cars. He's coming down the interstate, Right. And he takes out these two cars that are on the side of the road. He tells everybody, I guess the investigative investigators, he tells them, I had a, I had a, my, my, my steer tire blew. And they played the dash cam, which is the inward dash cam back. Okay. So, okay. Anyways. I wish I, I wish we were kind of doing a video right now because then you could see, I'm going to show you what it really looked like. They showed the inward-facing dash cam at the time he said he had a tire blow. Mm -hmm. He's going down the road and he does this. He falls asleep. <laughs> he, he literally fell asleep. And because there was a car, I don't know if there was a car helping another driver on the side of the road. He took out the sides of their vehicle, which... Most likely blew his tire. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. That's why I said, "Oh, oh, okay." <laughs> so he was a quick thinker. That's not quick. <laughs> exactly. So here he is. He's he. I guess he's on the side of the road with the cops now. Flash forward, you know, a few minutes later. And he's I, a lot of adrenaline going, so he's now waking up. Woken up. Right, and he's notices the tire's blown. You know, it's like okay, this is great, man. I can put this together, and you know. Not my fault. Tire blew. Yeah, yeah, that's the story. That's the story. My tire blew. Well, that, do you remember that on David Letterman? <laughs> they, when the guy, the guy that used to hide underneath the stage, and then he would go, yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> I was thinking Bugs Bunny, but you, you can think Everett Letterman. <laughs> but, but no, seriously, they play the dash cam, the inward-facing dash cam, and he, he you know took a nap while driving. Now, whether he was under pressure, you know, was it, was he over in his hours? Was, I don't even know what company he was with because who knows, did they have him driving illegally? Well, you know, I don't know why the guy fell asleep, but the bottom line is he was tired. He was, and he lied. Yeah. And now he's in a lot of trouble. Extremely. So, but anyways, that was my little opener story. I just thought, you know, hmm. maybe drivers need to know, that Big Brother is always watching. There's always a, you know, it's funny. There's always a camera on us. There is anymore. There is. There's one at every intersection. There's one, you know, a lot of times when there's an incident that happens, the first thing that cops will look for is like an ATM or something to that effect that's nearby for to to catch someone on camera to see what happened. So you, you they are they're You're calling them Big Big Brother. I'm calling them them. I'm just going to call them them. Yeah, there's there's just, you know, it's almost impossible these days to not be on camera somewhere. Mm -hmm. And especially if you know you have a dash cam facing you. Yeah, that's what that's what got me when you said his in-facing dash cam. I'm like, oh, okay, oh, okay. <laughs> right. You can't lie when, when you're being recorded. I mean, that's kind of... I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe he thought... The cop wouldn't notice an in inward-facing dash cam. I don't even know if they can request those. I'm sure they could. Why couldn't they? Anything can that... they subpoena those? That, I'm yeah. sure they can. Yeah. But, but either way, maybe the guy was thinking, well, the only one that'll know is my company. They'll fire me, mm. but I won't. I won't get in trouble, you know, by the law. Now he's in trouble with everybody. So no, because even the cops, when you have something that you're lying about, they can get you for you know they can actually ticket you for lying. You know, I've met some drivers over the years, not many. And 
as we're talking, you know, as, I, as I'm talking to the driver, he reveals to me the reason he can't get a job or the reason he left his last job was because he fell asleep at the wheel. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, this it's very rare that you hear about it. Oh, is that why you said the not many? Because I'm like thinking to myself when you said it, I'm like, Wayne, you've talked to lots of drivers. Now I got it. I'm sorry. That's all right. Yeah, Ruth Ann was giving me a look. <laughs> Anyways. Is that, that but, hairy eyeball I guess I get? <laughs> but no, what I'm trying to say is it's very rare that somebody will even admit that. Mm-hmm. And so now this guy will ultimately try to get a job somewhere. And if it's a what you call a DAC reporting company or a company that, you know, or reports to hire right, he'll have a tough time because once you, when you work for a company, like, I don't care, any, any mid-sized, small company, big company that, that, and most, probably 90% of these companies report to hire, right? A lot of them anymore. Yes. And therefore what I'm getting at is some drivers that are in this situation, they're going to try to lie to the next company they go to work for. And they're going to just tell them, they won't, they'll try not to put that company down. Now, if he'd been there, if he was there for a couple of years, it's almost impossible not to put it down. Say he's only been at the company for a couple of months. Well, it's easy to make that disappear because, you know, trucking companies can just write down, you know, um, just the guy can lie and, and put down and get a notarized letter saying he was at home and not working for those two months. But where it gets a lot of these guys is if it's a company that reports to DAC and you say, I, I wasn't working at those two months and they pull your DAC, it's going to show you were in an accident with this company. They're going to call the company and then they're going to find out. In fact, the company might even say, here, let us send you the dash cam, you know, evidence. Right. And therefore it's going to, what I'm getting at is in my long winded, <laughs> it's, it's going to be very almost impossible for him to get what's called a very good job. Because most of your really good companies report to DAC. That wasn't just long-winded. That kind of was like a figure eight. You went around and then you, just when we thought you were going to get right back to the subject, you went right back around again. So yeah, it kind of went around But the one thing you did forget is about mentioning is the PSP. Now even PSPs are, are if the company's not reporting the DAC, it's going to show up on the PSP. So there's really no way to get out of it. Well, and, and you know, that brings me to that. And I was going to re- mention the PSP. Oh, you're going to go on the other eight? No, I'm not going to go flying around on this one. <laughs> I'm just going to mention it, though. A lot of drivers that have worked for little crap companies try not to put down because they don't want their resume to look like it's got 500 jobs on it. So they'll leave off a lot of companies. Well, like you said, the problem is even if you get an inspection, mm-hmm. you get inspected, you get a level one, two, three, whatever, that goes on your PSP. A company runs, they pull your PSP, and then they they go, okay, why isn't this job done on your application? And I see you mm-hmm. were inspected by Joe, you know, Joe Schmo's trucking, mm-hmm. but you don't have Joe Schmo down on your resume. Well, right. the reason he didn't put Joe Schmo on is maybe he was fired or he fell asleep at the wheel and got into an accident, whatever right. the case. Right. You know, um, just for a heads up on those, I know, you know, we want to move on, but you know what happens a lot with those PSPs is... You're saying like they work for Joe Schmo. Well, Joe Schmo might have been leased to another company, but the driver doesn't really realize that they're coming up that way. So what happens is every single company that that owner operator was leased to is going to show up on that. And sometimes it's like multiple different ones and you really don't know it. So it might show that you have more companies than you really do. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just it's it's a. a good information for these drivers to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, the one thing that, you know, when you have like, say something bad on your record, say you failed a drug screen or you got into an accident like this guy did falling asleep, mm. his best way to get a job at this point, I'm going to tell you what it is. Yes. Please tell us because I haven't figured it out yet. Well, I mean, odds are he's not going to get a really good job, but he's going to most likely be able to get hired but it, what it's what he needs to do is pick up the phone and before, you know, when he gets on the phone with a recruiter, just get it right out. Hey, uh, Mr. Recruiter, um, can, can you live with this? I was mm-hmm. in an accident because I fell asleep at the wheel. And he's going to either say yes or no. 
Mm-hmm. You know, but at least you're not going to go through hours of lying right. when, when you can get on the phone and just spend hours with like, say maybe 50 trucking companies and you might find one that goes, you know, we can, we're self-insured. We can, it looks like, you know, you got a great resume up to that point. Right. We're going to give you a chance. And a lot of companies, for example, in that situation won't give them a chance because most of them don't want to be the first company to hire you when you've been fired for an accident. Right. And, and that's extremely good because the drivers don't realize and I'm saying the drivers, it's kind of really weird the way I say that, but if you're honest with everyone that you speak with, no matter what you have, falling asleep, um, cell phone tickets, all those things are really majors. And if you're upfront with them right away, they respect you more and they'll be, you know, they'll say yeah or no right away instead of wasting your time and their time. You waste their time, they get irritated. Well, when a driver calls a company and has to lie about those, like, for example, the cell phone ticket or the drug failure or the the accident where I fell asleep because I uh, and got into an accident. Well, when you lie about that, they're going to check you out and then you're never going to hear them it, mm-hmm. from the company anyways. So why not? You, you waste a lot of time going through your lies when you could literally in one hour keep ringing people's phones. Hey, can you live with this? Hey, can you live with this? Hey, can you live with this? Maybe. Yes. Give us an application. You know, that's really the best way to be. I mean, like you said, believe it or not, that old cliche, honesty is the best policy. Mm -hmm. In this case, it really is Mm -hmm. because a, you're, you're, you're being honest with them. So guess what? They can already tell you up front because they're going to check on you anyways. Right. You know, and B, if they, if they said, Yes, we can help you. You're going to go into that company now without having to do what? Look over your shoulders and right. hope that someday a report doesn't come up that you lied to get in there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. for example, some drivers will get a ticket, a 15 over, and they know, well, this company's not going to hire me. So, but I just got it last week. So I don't have to tell them. Okay. Well, you, you lie. Think. You think you don't have to tell them. So you're, you're honest, except that for that that reference of the of the the major speeding ticket they hire you but little do you know a trucking company most of them run your MVR every 6 months to a year the whole time you're there just in case you get other tickets right so now you you in 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 a few months you 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 uh, your company runs your record and they find that just before we hired you you got a 15 over and you didn't tell us about it now we're going to fire you for falsification on your application. Guess what? Now when you go get a job, you get a 15 over and a falsification of mm-hmm. application on your record. Exactly. So you only make it worse when you keep bear, you know, bear, trying to bury everything with lies. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, point being, okay, this guy is going to have a hard time getting a job. But if he's honest, there's a, there's a small chance. Uh, there's a little chance that he can you know, get another job. But be upfront, like Ruth Ann said. How about we move on? Let's move on. Um, we're also brought to you today by driving-tests.org. That's driving-tests.org. They guarantee that you will pass your CDL or your money back. Mm-hmm. And it costs, I think it's like 45 bucks or 50 bucks for the I think it's $45 for the month. And 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 again, if you're paying five, six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars for a trucking school. Mm-hmm. Um, an extra fifty dollars that says we guarantee you your CDL. It's a small investment for the large investment that you're making. Yeah, it's almost like an insurance policy on your big investment, like right. you're saying. I with mean, the it's it's stupid. Why go through all that time just to not make it? Yeah. Anyways, go to driving-test.org and uh, let them know that Talk CDL sent you over there. Moving on, Ruthann. Moving on. Hey, you're on top of it today. Hey, it's it's the evening now. I'm not in the morning, so I I've got it now. So you know, I since we since we just uh, mentioned this trucker about the dash cam, I, mm-hmm. I, I want to bring up something that just happened this past week, and I'm and every most people know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the accident where the trucky the trucker ran up the school bus's um, rear, rear end. Uh, but a lot of people don't realize that accident happened just a few minutes from here, from where we live. Right. It, right on Highway 19, which many truck drivers know about, the famous coastal highway here that runs along the Gulf of Mexico. Um, you got some information off people today. Um, I watched the video. It was on Twisted Truckers. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of scary because the the school bus is literally has the lights on 
you know, like when they stop to either let a child out or let children on the bus. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally watched that video over and over and over again. It's a 10 second video and the truckers, you're watching it through his dash cam mm-hmm. and you can, you can watch the countdown. It's actually, you can watch the countdown and from the time the video starts, now this is all you get right here is from the time the video starts, he hits it at five seconds. What we don't see is what was pre- previous to that fi- five seconds. Mm-hmm. You heard today that an entire nine seconds went by. Well, yes, I did hear that it was That's like allegedly. Eight, eight or nine seconds went by, but who's to say that might have been, you know, the, the few minutes of the, uh, or a few seconds that happened that we don't see, or it could be what was all up on Twisted Trucker. I, I'm, I'm gathering that it was the way it was said to me is it was what was prior to what we've seen. So let's, let me set the stage here. You have a school bus on Highway 19. Mm-hmm. It stopped with its lights on. I don't know if it's allowing kids on or off. It was in the morning, I believe. So it was in the morning, so children are getting on the bus. Mm-hmm. You watch this video of this trucker coming down. I think it was at high, it was a southbound coming towards Inglis. It's just above Crystal River, um, like 10 miles above Crystal River is a little town called Inglis. Inglis, Yankee Town. Right, which goes into Levy County. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the next county up from Citrus where we're at. And if you watch this video, right at about four and a half seconds, right at five seconds, yeah, really right in that area, five. you can see the truck driver. Just, he must, he resp- Exactly, he responds and swerves as hard as he can. And he clips the back end of that bus. Mm-hmm. He destroy. I mean, I know a lot of people have seen this picture. He destroys his truck. The bus is destroyed. It, it, it is horrifying. And then you got reports on two of the... Ch- there was 10 children on that bus is what the, re- the news says. And you got reports on two of them that got hurt the worst. What are those reports? Um, the one young girl is still in a coma and the other one had to have her leg amputated. That's That's the result. Now... I'm going to say this, you know, some people might say, oh, maybe the trucker had a medical emergency. And you know what? That could very well be. Mm -hmm. But in this day and age, in this day and age, when you swerve at the last second because you weren't paying attention, if you were having a medical emergency and you had the will to swerve at the last second, then you should have had the will to guide it out of the way to begin with. Or take your foot off the fuel. Right. You can really see in this video, and the video really says a lot. Mm-hmm. He's just directly barreling down the highway. Okay. And obviously, he's not looking. Yeah, because he's, he's, when he swerved, he swerved to the left, not to the right either. Right. So. He swerves right to the left, whips the wheel as hard as he can. He has the conscious decision not to go off the berm. Where kids will be getting on the bus. Right. He had at least tried to, you know, avoid it at the last second. Mm-hmm. But the worst part is he should have never been in the position that he had to swerve to begin with. Right. Right. And I'm not sure, I mean, if these were like the ex- exact ages of these children, you know, I believe they were um, high school, but I'm not sure. The fact is, is no matter what, these are still, the one is still severely hurt. You know, right. So going back to what we were talking about earlier on that other driver that fell asleep, mm-hmm. he, that driver that fell asleep has a chance at a job. The guy that hit the school bus. Okay. And I think it said it was a 34 year old man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was from Sumter County or he was from around here. wasn't far. Sefner County. Yes. Thank you. I, I don't see him ever getting a job again. Oh, I don't. Because here's the thing is they don't, the, the young girl that's, I'm saying girl, but I think it was a girl that is still in the coma. There's nothing to find on whether or not she's going to live or not. So if she passes, he's got manslaughter or negligent in that manner on his resume also. So he's not, he's not going to have his license anymore. So just let me briefly break these two accidents down that we just talked about. 
One, the guy that fell asleep has a chance at a job. But here's what I would tell you. Okay, even if you have a company that's pushing you and you're dead tired, you guys always have to remember one thing. Who's the captain of the ship? I was going to say that. You can say it. Go ahead, say it. I'm the captain of the ship. And you are the captain of the ship. And so if you're tired or you feel the truck is going to be unsafe to move, whether it be weather, whether it be fatigue, Mm -hmm. you have an obligation. Especially if you are ill and you are taking medicine, like say you have a head cold, you need to be responsible. You have an obligation to to keep the public safe when you have 80,000 pounds. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, you have, a, you have an obligation as the captain of that ship is to keep everybody around you safe. And the company will respect you for that. Well, not every company. There's jackass companies that would get pissed off because you pulled over and, and their load was late or whatever the case is. But if it's a company that's pushing you and you're doing 4,000 miles a week and you really are tired, and maybe this truck driver was tired. I mean, I watched the video, the first one, where he just fell asleep. Okay, he should have already known that to drive in that condition if you're tired enough that you're going to fall asleep at the wheel you you really need to smack yourself and say no i'm going to take this thing off the road before i kill somebody well here's the thing if you're a driver that maybe doesn't get sick that often so you're going to be taking some head cold medicine or you're a driver that does everything you can for the company but Whatever reason, you just did not sleep well and you need to pull over for, you know, a cat nap of an hour and a half or whatever the case might be. If you're a really good driver and you tell the company, you're telling dispatch, hey, listen, I need to stop. They're going to respect you and they're going to want that. The ones that are not are companies you don't want to be with anyways. And it doesn't matter what you say or do. They're going to treat you like a jerk anyways. I, I agree with that 100%. But I'm, I'm just talking about the part where... We, as truck drivers, as truckers, we cannot blame anybody but me. Yeah. Okay, when I get to the point where I feel the truck is unsafe, and that would, 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 would really be under the cover of fatigue. You're tired. I'm dozing off. My eyes, I can't even keep my eyes. You need to wind the window down until you can get to a safe haven and take a nap. And it doesn't matter at that point if you got fired for the simple reason it's better to be fired for not taking the load or being late on a load than than destroying your truck and cars around and maybe hurting or killing somebody. That's the first accident. Mm-hmm. Okay, that guy has a shot at a job, but he still was is really responsible if he was tired. And anybody listening to me, you're responsible. Now, the second accident that we talked about, that guy, in all sincerity, probably isn't going to get a job and in my eyes doesn't deserve a job if I'm going to say if I'm going to say allegedly an if if he was looking at his cell phone okay or he was looking at something and reading it or whatever he was doing if it wasn't a medical emergency if he wasn't having a medical emergency and he was strictly on that phone texting or reading or surfing on the net if the, and they're going to check his cell oh, phone oh yeah there's, don't know there's absolutely he could have thrown that he could have thrown that phone in the creek okay or the creek whatever that you know whatever we floridans say but <laughs> the bottom line is he could have threw it in the creek and got rid of it and they're still going to go back to AT&T or or T-Mobile whoever is your your provider and they're going to find out anyways you know what what exactly you were doing at the moment of that accident so there's really no hiding that at all so the bottom line with that is, unless it was an emergency, he, he shouldn't even, I, I believe he should never work again. If you're going to be that irresponsible to where you think, see, that's another example. We were talking about that a couple of weeks ago where a driver goes down the road at 55 to 70 mile an hour and he, and he actually, in five to five to seven seconds, he covers a couple football fields mm-hmm. that you, you don't even, in fact, the one driver was interviewed and he said, I didn't even realize right. I had gone two football fields mm-hmm. till he actually hit something. And that, that was the guy at the red light. Remember mm-hmm. we talked about the guy that ran in and killed the guy in the car. Mm-hmm. He, he admitted it from prison. He said, I didn't even realize how far I traveled mm-hmm. because your mind gets taken away when you're, there's something about reading, reading or getting your mind preoccupied on something. Or if somebody from home is texting you, and I'm going to tell you something, if you got a wife or a, a husband or somebody at home, a girlfriend, a boyfriend that's texting you while there, you 
are endangering the trucker Mm -hmm. because if they open that text and they start reading, now they're totally distracted. Mm -hmm. And so if that is the case, then I believe this guy should lose his license forever. I mean that. Not only that, but you know, thank the Lord that there was only that few children on the bus at the time because of the, the circumstances, it could have been much worse. Well, if he would have, if he wouldn't have swerved, he would have just, he would have just destroyed that bus. Mm-hmm. I and think there was like five that were actually totally injured on that bus. Five injured. Yeah. So I, I didn't know the actual injured count, but I know it said there was 10 children total mm-hmm. on the bus. So bottom line is, you know, guys and gals, I'm, I'm serious. If, if all these warnings aren't stopping you from texting or, or driving unsafe mm-hmm. in an unsafe time, again, you know, the guy with the sleep, the guy fell asleep. There, you know, another example is if you're driving and you're nervous about about the the road conditions, and you think, "Oh my gosh, I'm nervous. I'm going to get in an accident." Go and pull into a rest area until they get the roads clear. Right. You have the obligation. Well, here's the thing. PSP holds you responsible now for your inspections, right? Correct. So, if you're liable for the truck's condition when it comes to the brakes or any of the equipment, you know, like the lights and so forth, because they feel as though you should be doing your pre and post trips, the same thing goes for whether or not you're tired or not. If you're not tired, if you're tired, then you're not able to drive and you should be pulling over. Also, if they want to hold you liable for that, that's the same concept. You know what I'm saying? I absolutely do. See, that's good. Cool. So, Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, let's move on. Um, how about we are brought to you today by Carter Lumber. Yes. CarterLumber.com forward slash talk CDL. They are a trucking company mm-hmm. and more. Mm-hmm. They're looking for class A and class B drivers to run local only. Right. Home, home every day. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested, if you're a road driver or even you're another local driver and you want to change jobs... You want to get off the road and you want to be home every day. Okay. And you're a class A or a class B driver. Mm-hmm. Go to carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. Fill out a couple little questions. They'll contact you, get you in and give you an awesome local home every day job. That's carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. Moving on within. Moving on. What did you have for us today? Did you have something? I got something kind of um, a little off the it's still in trucking i want to talk about when but do you have something i thought you had said you had a couple things you want to talk about today well i do i do and the reason why i wanted to bring one of these subjects up it's we had talked a lot about autonomous vehicles in the past right we we covered it so much that we didn't want to speak about it again but the reason i'm bringing it up is because it has come back up into the news as far as who has liability in a crash for autonomous vehicles. And the former um, person, oops, sorry, the former person for the FMCSA, Wiley Deck, he said that everybody has responsibility for it, not just the person that makes the vehicles, not just the company, but the FMCSA themselves too. And it brought me into looking into, okay, well, I can understand to a point. The reasoning reason is they feel as though that it should be monitored so much that every person that is involved in that trucking company should be liable if there's a crash. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, you're not the only one because there's other people that did not agree with them. But I will tell you, in my book, the guy making the truck... The guy that's that's the guy that stands to make billions of dollars off of of driving truckers out of the industry and 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 using your self, you know your driverless trucks to deliver freight. If you wreck into something into the motor public and you hurt or kill somebody, I believe that they should sue you so much you can't afford it. And I mean that sincerely. Not, I don't believe the trucking company owner. Now, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. The trucking company owner, you know, if you're going to take a chance, and, you know, you probably do have a little bit. Of, I believe you should have a little responsibility to it. But I surely believe because 
listen, I don't believe the driver should be responsible because now the driver's sitting... There is no driver. No, I know, but the autonomous vehicles, they're saying they have to have a, a driver in the truck. So it's like an air, it's like a, a jetliner. You have to have a pilot and a co-pilot. And they're saying that these guys... But once you get a trucker so used to not having to worry about driving, once you get these vehicles to where... You just program and it takes you where you're going. When they start wrecking because of equipment failure, Microsoft chip failures, and all this other garbage that's going to make it fail eventually. You know what? When you get that trucker so relaxed and used to not worrying about what's going to happen, then you, you bring it all on yourself, autonomous maker. You guys that make this truck, you're bringing it on yourself by trying to make everybody confident in what we know is not going to be, I don't think, I really don't think that you're going to, imagine this, imagine this, you're in an autonomous car, right? You and your family, mm-hmm. and you're just going down the highway. There you are, everything's just, eh, everything's great, we just broke down, we're going to Disneyland, we're going to Disneyland, right? So there you are going to Disneyland, right? There you are, you're on 50. Like Ruthann's bopping because you don't have to drive, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, a Microsoft chip fails and you run through a stop sign and you broadside somebody. <laughs> but doof. How horrible is that going to be? You know, how terrifying is that going to be knowing that you had no control over that? Yeah, exactly. You would pee yourself. And, I would. But the, <laughs> but the bottom line is imagine a tractor trailer now doing that same thing. And it, you know what? This is going to, when when they have failures, it's not just going to happen to people that are reckless. It's going to happen to people that never had an accident in their life. I've never been in an accident in my life. I drove, I drove for 45 years as a, as a car driver. My insurance was perfect. And I get in this autonomous vehicle, and it runs a stop sign and broadsides somebody, in that, and it kills somebody. Mm-hmm. Or somebody in my car was killed. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen then? You know, because we're being forced to have this thrown upon us. I call... BS on that article, and I think the maker of the vehicle bears 99% of the burden, 99.9. Well, first of all, we did have one where, remember that one vehicle we had, it was a the one minivan, and one time I go to start it, and that chip's gone, and it was like only like two years old, remember that? So anyways... Yeah, those, you stalled in an intersection. Yeah, those chips can go like at any time, exactly. I, w- I was at a stop sign, and boom or not stop sign, the intersection, and I couldn't go further. I had to get pushed off the side of the road, and it was almost brand new. So it happens. This It's funny because there's like, I don't know, maybe five people involved in the making of these autonomous vehicles, and Google is actually part of it. Google, um, Waymo company is owned by Google. So, I mean, like you have, or Google's owned by them, Either way, it, you have so many different people. Trust me, Google is not owned by anybody. They own Waymo, well, W-A-Y-M-O. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Waymo yeah. company owned by Google, parent yeah. company Alphabet. Exactly. As well as a tech developer, Aurora. You know, you so, know, I mean, it's like, you know why they're all separate companies? Because it's better for them financially. <laughs> no, it's better for them lawsuit-wise. I'm serious. That's yeah. Dead serious. That's why you don't see it saying Google autonomous vehicles. The reason why? Because they form another corporation. I've read this recently, actually, on different corporations. Mm-hmm. They form another corporation and its own entity. That way, if it does fail and it does kill a bunch of people, Google mm-hmm. is not getting sued directly. Waymo is going to get sued. They'll go out of business. Google will be fine. Right. I'm serious. That's no, the truth. I, I yeah. understand completely when it comes to that. But if you want to read and try and understand half the stuff that they're trying to say, I found this article on Overdrive Online, and that's where I started reading about it. But of course, it's it's on a lot of other or, um, pages. There's just not one person's going to sit there and say, I think all of us should be blamed. They all think like the actual people that make the OEMs say, oh, we stand behind our stuff. We, there's, we are not going to ever have an incident. That's pretty much what they're saying. So, Well, whatever fails and gets the autonomous vehicle in a wreck, I think that is really where the lawsuit needs to go directed at. I'm serious. I agree. I agree. I think that, um, I think that, I think that, that, that Wiley Deck had it pretty much under control when he said that everybody should be blamed for it because if the M- FMCSA cannot monitor and keep an eye on it just as much as the people that build it, the people that monitor everything at all, it all has to come together. They all should have some form of a responsibility at it because if the FMCSA is too lax with it, 
then they're just as much as fault as the person that has something that they're not fully testing to make sure that it's not flawless. You know what I'm saying? It's all going to have an issue with it. I don't think you're that saying everybody that had a part in building the truck. Everything. You're not saying the guy that the guy that works at the trucking company should be blamed. Are they saying that too? Um, Wiley Deck, the the guy from the FMCSA, the formal from former. I cannot get that word out today. Him, he says that everybody, even the FMCSA, anybody that is at all involved with that autonomous vehicle should be at fault if something happens because they all have something to do with that truck, period. you know, in a way, whoever's trying to bring it into the industry bears responsibility, but I don't think the driver should bear responsibility. I really don't. I mean, unless, of course, he's sitting in the seat and something happens and he didn't grab the wheel. But, you know, again, you know, you know, the think about this also, and and, because I want to move on, but think about this one thing about an autonomous vehicle. Think about reaction time for a second. You're sitting in a truck, you've been in a truck and and it's driving itself, right? Mm -hmm. Now, now let's be honest. Most, I will almost guarantee you 99% of all truckers, if autonomous vehicles came out next year, let's say they came out next year and, and you were obligated to be in that seat Right. I guarantee you, even if you weren't obligated to be sitting in that seat, you were still going to want to be in that seat. I, I would want to be in that seat. I, would be, I wouldn't be trusting some vehicle, you know, first time out the gate. But now let's say you're in the autonomous vehicle and you go a week. Nothing happens. It, it does its job. You go two weeks. Nothing happened. It does its job. You go a month. Next thing you know. You're going to start, that was me, sorry. Next thing you know, you're going to start trusting and having confidence in that autonomous vehicle. Yeah, you're going to get lazy. Exactly. So now you're sitting at the wheel. You're preoccupied. You really can't drive. You're just sitting there monitoring as it's going down the road, right? Daydreaming. That's it. You're daydreaming. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, a Microsoft chip fail or -hmm. whatever. Something fails and that truck does something stupid, maybe even say a front wheel blowout, right? I don't know whatever the case is, but the bottom line is something happens. You're already relaxed now for the the last month. How quickly do you think your reaction is going to be after chilling out for a month? And when something happens and you got a one second to grab that wheel, how, how you can almost guarantee that you're going to have an accident. Mm-hmm. It's, it's because first off, you're not even prepared at this point because you, the first day you were going like this. Okay. I'm watching, I'm watching. All right. We're going to be going out into the wheel. Oh, it's, what's it doing? What's it doing? Oh, it's doing fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to keep doing that. And then you're going to start getting less anxiety as this thing is driving you around and right. less and less and less. And then one day something happens. You ain't going to be ready for it because it gave you too much confidence that nothing was ever going to happen. Right. No, I agree. I agree. So with I you. don't blame the driver is what I'm saying. Um, I don't think they're saying anything about, I, I don't know how much they're saying as far as the driver being blamed. I know they say that they're too far out to really get the fact of, of the driver not being in the seats yet. But one thing that the, this, this, uh, Wiley deck did say, he says, um, Yet the state of play today is is such that there's no substitute for the human mind's quick reaction creativity. If you're just entering trucking, Dex said, you'll be able to retire as a truck driver if you want to. The industry is so diverse, so large, we're, t- we're talking millions of trucks out there right now. How quickly can the OEMs replace all these trucks? They're trying to say that which this isn't the first article I read that you're looking at at least another 20 more years plus just before we'd have an, enough of the um the trucks out there replaced by the autonomous vehicles I could just say this I'm glad I'm not a 21 year old kid with the dream of being a trucker because you know and if I'm being totally honest with everybody seeing giant dollars in the trucking industry the greedy 
people of the world and, and the way they regulate the trucking industry. And I'm not trying to put it down, mm-hmm. but they've really, I was talking to a, a driver the other day and we both agreed they've taken the fun out of being a trucker. Mm-hmm. They really have taken the fun out of it with their over-regulating and, and with this now trying to push autonomous vehicles. It's almost like, can you imagine? And, 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 and I still think trucking, you know, is a good job. But it sure isn't what it was before. And I'm not, again, I love trucking, okay? Mm-hmm. And I still think we need to have CBs, and I still think we need to have driver courtesy, and I still think we need to take care of each other, and we can make this, okay, a good industry to be in. But the more and more and more the future is looking, um, I, I'm just saying, it's scary for somebody that might want to be a trucker in, you know, 15 years from now, these kids in high school, the next generation that's, that was even at Matt's, you know, right. those guys. So, but again, I don't want to, I don't want to sound negative on the trucking industry itself because it's, it's, it's something that we, I've grown up in and I, and I love the trucking industry. I just, I just, the people that are trying to stick their nose into it is <laughs> really what the annoying, the annoying part is. And I know most experienced truckers, feel the same way, you know, uh, in fact, most of them will say it's really different. You know, again, it's still a good industry and it's still a good job. It's just that, gosh, just the freedom. It seems like you got a little less freedom out there, but then again, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a whiner. So I'm going to just stop and let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on from here. Um, Ruthann, we are brought to you today by load smarts Camion. The break-even calculator. Yeah, the and you know, and, and again, we said this last week for Camion, K-A-M-I-O-N. Camion came out with this break-even calculator for lease purchase drivers, for owner operators, for companies. I don't care if you have a, if you have ten thousand trucks, it's a free download. Mm-hmm. You just go to Camion, K-A-M-I-O-N, Camion.io forward slash talk CDL. That's Camion.io forward slash talk CDL with fuel prices being over five bucks a gallon. What? And, and, and freight rates have come down, you know, so that means you're getting less for your freight and you're paying out more to get the freight there in fuel. This break even calculator is designed just for these purposes to help you literally squeeze every dollar out of it that you can. Mm -hmm. So download it, go to camion.com. IO forward slash talk CDL and download the free, the break even calculator. It's free and let us know how much money it's really saving you. It'll, it'll, it'll change the way you truck. I think you'd be surprised business wise mm-hmm. moving on with moving on. So what's going on? Well, what is one of the things when you are a driver that you remember as far as being such a remarkable area, such as a beautiful sight to see? There's two places. Actually, there's more than two places. There's about a handful of places that stick out in my mind. Like now, that's a great question. The remarkable areas, and a lot of people, if they sat down and they go, "Well, let me think about it." But really, what I'm thinking here, what you meant by is when you when someone says, "Name a remarkable area," what comes to mind right away? Mm-hmm. What sticks out above the rest? No, don't sit and think about it for five, 10 minutes. And so when you ask that question to me, Troy, what really sticks out? Three places popped into my head okay. for scenery. Okay. The first one was running from Flagstaff down 17 and, and through like... His hand's doing a little stink motion. It, it was mm-hmm. such a beautiful scenery mm-hmm. going down 17. Amazing. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, upstate New York in the winter. It's like in the a, winter. In the winter, it, well, you know, I, I grew up in the winter up there. So, but the bottom line is, upstate New York, up in Buffalo, up in Horseheads, in those areas, when the snow is on the trees, mm-hmm. it's like you're driving through. A, you, you swear you're driving in a postcard. It's right. that beautiful. Mm-hmm. The third area that popped into my head was when I went up over Cabbage and I was running along, you know, in Oregon, heading out to Seattle. And then I came back across 90, you know, all the way through Spokane into Idaho and then through Montana. That was absolutely picturesque also. And then the fourth thing 
that always comes to mind to me, our home state of Pennsylvania, where we're from, mm -hmm. is to me one of the most gorgeous. If you're ever on a plane and you're flying and you fly over Pennsylvania, Virginia, it's always green. You know, it's just such a beautiful. Except for in the fall. It's got some beautiful. Beautiful. It's beautiful, picturesque. So, mm -hmm. that, and, and don't get me wrong, I was out there for many years. So, there's many places that I have always told you this mm -hmm. was really beautiful. This mm -hmm. was gorgeous. That was beautiful. But those three, four areas that just, I just told you about, that's what came out when you said that. That's okay. instantly popped out of my head. Okay. So, what I'm going to do is this year, they um, actually, it's not quite this year now. It's, it's now last year because of the timing. But Truck drivers had reported what their five best scenic, scenic drives were. And I'm going to tell you what these, you know, this group of truck drivers or whoever they were stated what they are. So that when you, if you are new to the industry, you might be able to try and get to see some of them. Yeah. It, it's, it's almost like a to-do list now. Exactly. These guys put this out there for everybody. So right. what, what are the five truckers best scenic routes? Um, the Pacific Coast Highway. I've never so run that, so the I The Pacific know. Coast Highway in California is also called Highway 1, and it's one of the most iconic scenic drives in the United States driving along the Pacific Coast. Reminds you of the movie or TV show. It is about 650 miles long and runs from Capistrano Beach in Orange County to Leggett in northern Mendocino. And that's, that's so highway one, the Pacific mm -hmm. coast highway, right in California. And I've heard that's a beautiful scenic route. Right. So these, and these are some of the benefits truckers get mm -hmm. to, so this was number, Oh, it doesn't say whether it was number one or number five. Um, no, it doesn't say which one it, it, it they didn't number them. They just said that the, the these top are the five top five. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what's next San Juan skyway. So the San Juan Skyway is a scenic byway in Colorado, and it's known f known as it's the 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 la la la. The other name of it is called the Million Dollar, the Million Dollar Highway. So it's got million dollar views because it's got the snow capped mountains in the back, and it's got all the greenery then in the front of it. So this byway goes across San Juan National Forest and has provided truckers with beautiful views of the mountains and landscape, according to the Colorado.com in 2012 which this is like, you know, what, 10 years later or so. San Juan Sky was one of the America's best spring drives. So if you can hit it in the spring is when they say it's the best. So what's next? Beartooth Highway. Beartooth Highway is in Montana, and it's 68 miles of byway that runs through the southwest Montana and northwest Wyoming and goes into Yellowstone National Park. Okay, and what's next? I-64 in West Virginia. Oh, that's a beautiful route. Yeah. So, in fact, I 64, isn't that with Sandstone Mountain on it? Yeah. It says that it's got one of the most beautiful landscapes of the East Coast. Driving down I 64 in West Virginia feels like you're in a painting. If you have time to stop along the truck route, check out Tamarack, located just off I 64 in Beckley, West Virginia. Tamarack is a unique cultural center with Art from local artisans and delicious foods. Is that it? No, you've got another one. You got one last scenic route picked mm -hmm. out by a group of truckers. What is the last one? Utah's Route 12. Okay, tell us about it. Route 12 is one of the most scenic routes in the United States. It's often called the All-American Road. Also, there are two national parks at each end of the road, Bryce Canyon and Capitol Reef. And many other unique scenic views in between. That's that was really nice of you to read that, Ruth. And and uh, if you're a truck driver out there and you have your own pick, write to us. Write to Ruth Ann at talkcdl.com. That's Ruth Ann R U T H A N N at talkcdl.com. Tell us what your most uh, beautiful routes are, and let us know if you agree with these other group of truck drivers. You can always write to me also at Troy at talkcdl.com. If you want to come on the show. Okay, send us send us uh, why you want to come on the show, and uh, we would love to have it. We have a, a, a driver that wanted us to send him a hat up in Canada, and uh, he wrote to us yesterday saying, hey, I also want to be on the show. <laughs> so um, if you want to come on the show, if you're, if you're a trucking company or somebody that has something interesting to say, um, write to us. You know, we get people that write to us all the time, and they want to 
advertise their product on the show. We're uh, not to sound mean or anything, but we're not doing infomercials because that's not what truckers want to hear uh, about, you know, the latest tool, uh, you know, that someone's selling or the latest idea that someone's selling. So we don't allow people to do that. But if you want to sponsor the show and you have something that you would like to get out to our audience, you can write to Ruthann at TalkCDL.com. Ruthann, do you have the joke of the day? I do. Let's hear it. Okay. I wasn't expecting the joke right just yet. Let me go do it. Why is money so stubborn? I have no idea. It doesn't want to make change. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ruthann's jokes are just hey. right there. So what is the word of the day? The word of the day is... And before you give us the word of the day, you know, I almost failed to mention the trucker's secretary, J.J. Keller. Yeah. So, J.J. Keller, if you are a trucking company that doesn't have your paperwork in order, you're, it's a nightmare. Maybe you're short-staffed. If you're, you know, in these times, people are very short-staffed. Mm-hmm. Call J.J. Keller. No job is too big or too little at 888-601-2017. The trucker's secretary, like Ruthann calls them. If you're looking to get your DOT number, your authority, and you're not sure how to do it, call these people. They're, they're amazing. And they are one of those companies that are just everywhere in the industry. So J.J. Keller at 888-601-2017. Give them a call today. Tell them Talk CDL sent you. What do you got your word of the day, Ruthann? Mm-hmm. What is it? Visceral. What's it? Visceral. Visceral? Mm-hmm. I'm going to play it one more time. Visceral. Visceral. Mm-hmm. So what is, so now how can we make these truckers smarter today, Ruthann? This is with, we get this from who? Word Genius. Mm-hmm. And Word Genius is not a sponsor of Talk CDL. We've just kind of adopted them and we give them free advertisement every week <laughs> because we love them and they make Ruthann smarter. And they make some of you drivers out there smarter also. I'm sure they have. I'm sure a driver at least once has used one of my words. And, you know, the the um, word genius is free. You can download that and they'll mm-hmm. send you word every day. So mm-hmm. you don't have to just get it once a week at Talk CDL. You can get it every day right from word genius if you're interested. So visceral, Ruthann, what, visceral. Is, what does it mean? Relating to deep inward feelings rather than to the intellect. So read it, uh, read it in a sentence. A visceral reaction is an emotion one feels in one's gut. A visceral reaction, mm-hmm. something that's deep down inside. Yeah, your gut feeling. So basically a gut feeling. Yeah, that's what it is. You're visceral. You're visceral. Wow. Well, Ruthann, you know what? I enjoyed this podcast. I'm glad you did. You know, and you know, also we've got a lot of videos that are going to be coming out for, from the, the truck show. And if you guys are watching Talk CDL's Facebook page, we have a video coming out, and this is, I'm going to tell these guys about this, and I'm going to mention it on the next podcast too, but this video is of a, a guy has invented a, a, a bicycle, in-cab bicycle for exercising, and it's, it hides underneath the passenger seat, it pops up, the seat comes up, there's a monitor and handlebars, and you just jump over there and start pedaling when you're at your at you know rest if you want to you know, use your exercise bike. It's pretty cool, and we've got a video of this thing in action. Mm-hmm. We videoed for the guy at the uh, Louisville Truck Show. Mm-hmm. So keep a watch for that video, y'all. It's going to be pretty cool. Ruthann, I think we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.